This is the EMG Podcast. Tommy. Matthew. Tommy, welcome back, buddy. I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of these. Has it? Well, in the grand scheme of the internet, it's only been one week. I know. That does feel like a long time. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> a lot uh, has happened. A lot has happened. We're, we're actually down. We're live at the uh, the DJ Expo, uh, the lavish luxury hotel room of Harris. Yeah, we've done... Um, it's been a busy week. It has been a busy week. Uh, I, I want to start off and say congratulations to, uh, to, to you and Mike and, of course, the whole company. Uh, job very well done. Thank job you. well done. Thank we you. We, uh, we moderated and hosted our very first seminar as Elegant Music Group, and I, I think it was... Uh, I think it was a home run, man. I think I think right out of the bat, we uh, we it was, a, it was a huge success. Yeah, yeah, um, good turnout, I, great information. Proud of the team. I I consider it a, a uh, definitely a team win. It was it was um, it was a collective effort for sure. It was a very collective effort. Um, yeah. Mike Mike finally had something to put up on his graphic at the end of our trip down here. It was Mike Saul Paul sitting on his butt and kicking ass at our panel. <laughs> I think we love Mike, don't we? He did everything for us. He did. Those pictures of me are great. I love pictures of me. It's been fun being in the uh, in the LD booth too. Yeah, you know what? An awful lot of fun. A uh, lot of people coming through. I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. The, the the very first time we saw the LD booth, you know, it was kind of in the corner, and people were a little, "Hey, what is this?" And and just you know, not too much later, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people that knew of the product and wanted to come put their hands on it. Yeah, it's been it's been exciting. Been a lot of work, but you know, powering through and. Uh Hope to be back next year. Absolutely, the speaking, same thing. Speaking of powering through, we've uh, we've compiled ourselves a bit of a list. Uh, I think I think yes. this week we're going to touch on uh, uh, some extended time frame for for planning. I I didn't necessarily put any of my stuff in order. I don't know if you put any of yours in order. No, what you know what we're we're getting um, this episode's kind of kind of different because we're stepping outside of you know our our five yes. comparison format or whatever you want to call I, it. I've got half a dozen here or so, just things we can discuss depending on our time frame. Yeah, but what what Maddie and I did, we did some research here, and uh, we just put together some line items or some thoughts mm-hmm. about um, you know general time frame and things you should be thinking about mm-hmm. within that time frame. So we're going to cover some some items here today. And uh, now again, this is not going to apply to everyone. You know, everyone does have their own way of going about planning for their special day. But just to give you some some general things you should be thinking about, I think is the is the goal. I think so. And and I wouldn't, you know, really panic about the time frame. Some people, you know, you end up having having a short date because you want a specific venue at a specific time of year right. or or you know, you're just you're, you're going to have a really long date. Maybe maybe you want to finish up college or, or, or your significant other's out on deployment and you have a two-year gap instead of, you know, an 18-month or one-year gap. So the time frames are flexible, but I, I found that most of what I'm going to touch on today is about that, you know, two-year to year-and-a-half out mark, you know, that real far out there. You've got plenty of time in your wheelhouse. Okay, nice. Yeah. Let's do it. You want to get to it? Yeah, let's get to it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny because... We were talking about this, you know, just before we started. Uh, it is 2019, and a lot of the traditions have gone by the wayside. Where, whereas people used to take out, you know, uh, uh, newspaper ads or make sure that each and every person got a mailer. Uh, I found that announcing your engagement, which is kind of the first step of the the wedding process, you know, there's the "Will you marry me?" I will. And then after that, you're going to let your friends and family know. Um, I found that a lot of people, instead of doing a, a, a formal 
announcement have switched over to the social media aspect oh, of things. Oh, it's definitely all social, yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, the, the world is so connected these days that it's almost like you can't hide from it. And I remember, I don't know if you've had a, a similar thing, but when I had to announce my engagement, I my, my spot was almost blown up, not even through social media, but I took my now wife out to go propose to her and my mother-in-law, she actually started decorating the house outside like she put a balloon up and everything like that and we had I hadn't asked her to marry me quite yet and uh, one of her friends in town drove by the house to see everything it said congratulations with the ring and luckily my wife didn't read her phone but her friend ended up texting her before I even asked her to marry me so no like, woo so yeah um, be careful of those things, you know? Yeah, yeah, de- definitely make sure that uh, if you let anybody in on the secret, they know your timeline. Yeah, or just decorate the house later when you know we're on our way back or something. Yeah, you start, know? start inside out, start inside it out. It was funny, though. It was really funny looking back on it. Um, okay, so second point here we want to consider, uh, you know, we're going to put budget back into the conversation. With the some previous episodes, we feel like we've taken it out, but it is, again, important. Well, we, we've taken it out because we feel it's important in every situation. Correct. But, but, but this one's a little bit more specific. This one, I think, is, is definitely worth mentioning again because mm-hmm. it's kind of that first opportunity that, you know, with your, your, uh, your future spouse, uh, that you get to talk that, well, what is our wedding budget? Right. What is our... What are going to be our priorities in terms priorities? of where yeah. we're putting our money and in, in investing into planning this huge day, you know, mm-hmm. that we're putting on for both, uh, not only us, but our families. And I, uh, I also find that it's a really good time to bring the family in on that conversation too. I mean, look, I, my wife and I paid for a lot of it, but we also did get help from our parents. Absolutely. So figure out in what capacity that might be, whether that's, you know, the engagement party, is that, um, you know, it, our, it, our mom and dad or any family members helping uh, for the reception itself or, or things like that. So it, it definitely a good time frame to start putting, uh, putting it out there in the, in the atmosphere to get comfortable with the conversation. Yeah, get, get it out in the ether. Make sure that, that that's great, too. You know, even even if you're not getting the help financially, uh, get your family involved. You know, you're. Yeah. They're, they're going to have questions that they have to answer. They're, they're, there's always, always going to be, you know, well, mom wants this and dad wants that. The, the earlier you can hash out the, the absolute have-tos when it comes to family, yeah. uh, the, the easier it is to, to formulate your budget, see, see where the priorities lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind, kind of along that same thing that I was talking about with, with the social media aspect, um, it's a good time to start that. We, you and I had discussed this before, starting um, a wedding email. You know, mm-hmm. yep, uh, yep, yep. something you can give out to all vendors, something that you and your, your, your spouse to be can can uh, share. You know, you can check it from from remote locations. You know, you don't have to necessarily be in front of your home computer. You can have it on on both your phones. That way, you know, when when your entertainment gets back in touch with you, when your officiant gets back in touch with you, everything's in a centralized location. Uh, you also know from from Jump Street, you know, you're not dealing with a venue under your personal email and your wedding dress under your wedding email and your entertainment under your work. Everything is centrally located. Everything's in the cloud. Everything gets saved. You have access from start to finish. Makes it a ton, a ton easier. Yeah. 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 Definitely keep everything in one centralized location. Um, we even suggested that in our seminar earlier today, just, I mean, it was more on the, the business side of things, but, you know, suggesting to other vendors doing the same thing when it comes to organizing their events applies here too. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 the two thousand. It's the digital version of the three ring binder. I still see a lot of couples yeah. that carry that three ring binder around. But if you have that centralized location where all of your information can go, you can even give it to you know your parents or an aunt and uncle who are helping. You know, hey, here here's our login for that email. Just just get back to the florist for me. Exactly. Yeah. Now moving along on um, on that, you know, once we've done some announcing, we've gone through some preliminary maybe budget conversations and, and figured out what style, you know, we're going for and what priorities lie. Uh, here's the big one, Maddie. We need to lock down a wedding date. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially if the date is super important to you. You know, coming, yeah. coming up with a specific date or even a time of year that you both agree on is is definitely, you know, some people want want different things out of different venues, so. And, you know, other venues are going to be popular than others. They, you know, you want to be able to uh, lock down whatever that priority is. But, you know, it's interesting because I always give the, I feel like it's such a cliche answer, but we field a lot of questions, especially on the entertainment side. But I feel like a lot of vendors probably experience this. It's like, oh, well, when, when should I book by? And I feel like there's no scientific answer to that. I feel like you know, the cliche answer of, well, earlier the better. And I, I, I don't, I can't say anything more truer than that because if the earlier you do book something, whether that is the venue or, uh, you know, your entertainment, your photographer, you're going to get the things that you want mm-hmm. uh, or at least have a better chance at getting the things that you want the earlier that you book those. Absolutely. A lot of this is a first come first serve basis. It's not, yeah. it's not schoolyard or selfish. It's just that, you know, if, if client X has locked me down, I'm, I'm client X's. I'm sorry. You've, you, yeah. you come, you form a relationship, you go, you find that room, you fall in love with that room. You're dealing with a florist, you know, you might not want to deal with somebody on their staff. You might want to deal with exactly them, or you might want a, a specific room in a larger venue. Yeah. Y- you know, if you, if you start a bit earlier, you can make sure you lock down the, the, the have tos. Um, I think venue is huge because for me, that should be the first piece you put together. Definitely the first piece. Yeah. You, you've got your date, you've got everything else. And, and you know what, just prior to that, I would say putting together a uh, preliminary guest list yeah, sure. That way you know the amount of people you're going to be having. You know, you don't want to book out a 400-person room if you're going to have, you know, a, an 85-person wedding. Yeah, don't, and we've seen, maybe that's a, that might be an extreme. That's a bit on the extreme. Yeah, but, but we've seen things like that where we, you know, we play big venues that hold probably triple the, the guest size of what was actually at the party and, and vice versa. You know, yeah. you might have oh. larger Larger guest sizes for something that wasn't that big. So two two hundred people in a two hundred yeah. person capacity room is also logistically a little bit tough. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Think things like that. So so yeah, getting that guest list together so you know the size of the room, but definitely booking out that room. Cool. I'm in there. What what else you got on on, on your list? Over uh, there? You know, as soon as you've got that date on lockdown, as soon as you've got the the, the fiance ready to go, um, it's a situation where you know. Things happen over the course of a year and a half or two years or even one year. Um, you know, body changes, things like that. It, it's never too early to start shopping for your tuxedo and your gown, you know? Ooh, I'm big on attire. I'm like, yeah, yeah if, I if you're going to know that we're going to have a bridal party of, of, you know, six people on each side and this is our wedding date, it's never too early to start figuring out your personal style for the day, I think. I think knowing what's important to you is one of those things where, you know, to you, style is very important. Uh, I I knew exactly the kind of tuxedo I wanted to wear, so I had a little bit more room to play with. 
But Jennifer met with her her dress uh, uh, consultant a bunch of times. We found an awesome seamstress uh, in Morristown, had the ability to, 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 to shoot up to her place for different measurements at mm-hmm. different points. And I think I think starting that process a little bit early alleviated a little bit of stress. What did you end up going with? Like, what, what color did you wear? Uh, I wore a white tuxedo jacket, black pants. White, oh, yeah, that's, I went, so, I went, that's I went, stellar. I went James Bond Casino Royale. Oh, that's so cool. I did, I did kind of a, uh, a version of that. Mm-hmm. I did a... Um, I did a full black tuxedo with a nice, nice shawl lapel collar, um, but I changed into a white dinner jacket yes. for my after party, uh, which was super cool. Yeah, I got, had, had to have the white in there some, somewhere. Now, your after party, did you have that at the venue or did you have that at a different location? It was in the same room. Um, it was in the same room, but I, I, brought in, I brought in one of our other DJ friends, Jimmy. Who's who's uh, now crushing it out in in Los Angeles, producing some awesome music? Um, and he did my after party, and he put together like a really cool set that w- was not really related to any of the wedding music that we played at the re- but at the reception. Some, but that's gave you a different to think vibe about too. You know, yeah. if you're that early out, if you're going to have your after party at the same location, you need to make sure that your venue is capable of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're we're as we're rounding this out. Uh, and we're hopefully we're giving you some good advice on things that you should be considering here. Maddie, I'm a little biased, but you have the wedding date. You have some preliminary budget conversations worked out. You know, you, you know the size of your venue. You know the size of your guest list. I'm going to say start looking at I'm, I, vendors in general, you know, but hey, music, music Absolutely. makes the party. I know I'm biased, but I'm just going to throw it out there. It, it's also a three-part Never conversation, too early. though. It's a three-part conversation because you're going to have that discussion of, are we going to do music? Are we going to get married on site? Will we have music at the church? Will we have music at the temple? Will we have music for the ceremony at the venue? Do we want a band or a DJ or maybe both? Are we going to have a band play our cocktail hour? What are we going to do? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with checking out those vendor websites. You've got the date. You've got your budget. Start to compile a list. See what's going to cost what and where your money can best be spent to, to suit the style of party you're trying to throw. I totally agree. And I again, I know it sounds maybe a little cliche, but I, I can't stress this enough. With the things that you want and the things that you are going to prioritize, whatever yep. they are, the earlier, the better. So with that, we thank you again for joining us on another episode with me and Maddie here. And uh, again, we were coming at you live from the DJ Expo 2019. And we, uh, we will see you next week, people. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.com.